We're We the People. And we're recording from the occupied territory of the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi people. Or what you probably know to be Chicago. And the Chumash, Keech, and Tatavian people. Or Los Angeles. Guess what? We're all on stolen land. Take a second to learn whose land you occupy. And take meaningful, direct action to decolonize and restore these lands to their rightful stewards. Action items and resources can be found in the link tree on our Instagram, at We The People Present. What's up, everybody? Hey! <laughs> How's it going? I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Welcome to part two of our election discussion. The one where we actually have answers, sort of. Kind of. You can <laughs> tell from our voices, we are optimistic. Absolutely. <laughs> strong and strong. Smooth transitions all around. Yep. <laughs> Federally down to our podcast. Asia, what's on your mind right oh. now? You know... Oh, by the way, I'm Dana. Ah, oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> I'm Lionel. I'm Asia. I'm Tina. Okay, now Asia go. <laughs> and we're we the people. Welcome to our podcast. This is great. This is a really excellent uh, example of, I think, how we are all doing and how everyone we know is doing at this particular moment in history. Um, what is on my mind is the dichotomy of a Biden win and um, the imperfection of that win and what it means for the work that we have to do and the work that we are doing. Um, You know, in the middle of, I feel like, I know I was in celebration mode yesterday and saw posts from multiple people just saying like, you know, this isn't Uh, they're not perfect candidates and you know there's still so much work to do and I was very conflicted with like can't we just like take a fucking second to be like we've all been pushing for this so hard and can we not just celebrate the fact that like at this particular moment we won is that is it not okay for us to just celebrate the wins when we get them and I think for me as a person in my life in general I'm always trying to make space to celebrate wins, even though I'm, you know, like that's life. We're always pushing for the next thing. Um, So I got a little touchy about seeing some of these posts by people who are completely right. Like, yes, this is not, the work is not even, the work has barely started in terms of how far we've come as a country. Like we're just, we like haven't even scratched the surface yet. And knowing that uh, with Biden and Harris, I personally am like, I feel like, oh, you know, now some of the work that we're trying so hard to do might actually have a fucking chance of sticking. And that's, Mm. that's the win for me. Um, But just the dichotomy of that, of people saying like, this isn't enough. We have to keep pushing. And like uh, Erica Hart did a, a live on Instagram talking about just how problematic everything is. And I of course respect Erica so much and what she teaches and, and shares. Who is Erica Hart? She's a racial and social justice educator. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but she does, she and I'm not sure who this person is, but they're talking about, you know, how it's not a true celebration right now and how, you know, Kamala and Biden have had problematic parts of their uh, career that we're all reckoning with. Um, but that doesn't mean that, like, the change isn't 
good. So that's what's on my mind. Also, neoliberalism, something I'm learning about. What's that? Um, it's the idea, it, I'm still learning about it because I just saw, I don't know if y'all, there's a whole post that a bunch of people are sharing on Instagram. I found this on Illuminate Instagram, but it's by a woman named Kim Tran or a person named Kim Tran. It says, watch us do both. Watch us be overjoyed and critical of centrist Democrats. Watch us celebrate and organize against neoliberalism. Watch us protect the vote and question electoral politics. Watch us contain infinite multitudes. Pop the cork, y'all. We keep fighting tomorrow. And she posted this yesterday, or they posted this yesterday. Which is great. And I went to share it. We went. I went to share it, but I don't know neoliberalism, and so I was like, I can't share that if I don't know what that is. I can't just like trust my friends that it's right and share it. And so neoliberalism is something that I have been like googling a little bit today before I share that, so that I can understand exactly what it is. Wiki says uh, it's contemporarily used to refer to market-oriented reform policies, like eliminating price controls, deregulating capital markets, lowering trade barriers. Um, through privatization and austerity. But that's what's on my mind. <laughs> Learning more about things and trying to reckon with the dichotomy of what we're going through right now. Dana. So this has been something that I have grappled with for a while now. I feel as if there's a lot of things that contributed to this in particular, but I do feel as if the internet has forced us to think that we have to feel one thing and mm. that's it yeah and it's it now at, at this point it really frustrates me because in us like we contain a universe of ideas and emotions and incredible stuff and if we limit ourselves to feeling one thing and then feeling bad about it, it we are stopping ourselves <laughs> we're we're we are not giving ourselves permission to feel the things that we need to feel. And if you want to celebrate, why the fuck should you not celebrate? Yeah. It's like understanding. <sighs> Look, I'm Middle Eastern. I'm Palestinian. I don't think any president has ever supported the liberation of my people. Ever. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't going to be a team player in this election. Mm. <clears throat> and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to celebrate this. And that doesn't mean, certainly doesn't fucking mean, like I've done with every single administration before, especially even the Obama administration, how they did jack shit for my people. You know what I mean? But I still was proud of Obama, and I still love the Obamas. In us contains multitudes of things. And we can't just sit here and be like, well, if you said this idea, that means that all these other ideas are negated. No! We're pointing out this idea, but that doesn't mean that, you know... There isn't this whole universe of truths that we can then recognize. Mm. It, just dri it drives me yes. crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Don't say sorry, y'all. Don't, don't apologize don't, for that. Yeah, don't apologize for that. I agree with you. I, I think agree. that's the same. I feel the exact same way you're speaking right now. Like, both of those identities work. Like, you are allowed to want more space for things that are like you and that work for you. But that's also collaboration. Like, have any of these people ever fucking done a group project in school? You know, like when you're like, this idea is dope. And then the other three people are like, I, I don't like the title. Guess what? You're not going to have the title. Your project's still going to be good. Like you just, it's like when people say that, I'm like, yeah, you're holding them accountable. But like, keep it pushing. So they don't have all your values. And you really liked Elizabeth Warren. Guess what? It's not her. It did, she didn't get it for the majority. So you it. have to find yourselves in with what we got. And 
the frustration is not going to grow and lead to anything other than more animosity. That's not what collaboration is. That's not what our, go- our government is a collaboration. Absolutely. By you, Tina. So much is on my mind. Like y'all have been saying, a lot of the same stuff. I feel like, I I don't know, like, yes, we contain multitudes as people, but also like celebration as an action, as, a, as an act contains multitudes because like, like, I yesterday was celebrating. I wasn't celebrating, like, the prospect of a Biden-Harris presidency as much as I was celebrating, like, Trump getting fucking kicked to the curb. Like, I was celebrating that man failing on a personal <laughs> level. Um, I was celebrating... Hey, oh, I was celebrating the Four Seasons total landscaping. I was, I was like, I'll, I still can't get over that Four Seasons thing. Um, I was, you know, like, I was celebrating the fact that... <laughs> Wait, Tina, can you explain uh, the Four Seasons thing for people who haven't seen it? I sure can. Oh, boy. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, So basically, um, (laughs) Trump, like, tweeted, like, okay, my lawyers are going to do a press conference from the Four Seasons in Philly. Um, (laughs) What? You know, like, you know, he's a hotel guy, so you would assume it's the Four Seasons Hotel. And the Four Seasons Hotel tweeted out almost immediately, um, this has nothing to do with us. They're doing this press conference at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which is a, a landscaping firm. It's in between what an adult bookstore or an adult movie store and a crematorium. So there's like all these pictures of like Rudy Giuliani in like this parking lot with like all these like Trump signs set up. Like you can tell that someone just really fucked up and booked the wrong Four Seasons and they like had to go with it. But it brings me so much joy because that's how this presidency deserves to end. <laughs> in a parking in a lot. shitty parking <laughs> lot. I just, I just feel like none of us could have written that, but we wish we could have. Tina, like, did you post something that was like, I could have written jokes for 800 years. <laughs> oh, no, it was my friend Lauren. It was like, I could, I could. She shared something that was like, I could write jokes for 800 years and have never come up with. Trump's one of Trump's final press conferences being in a parking lot of a landscaping <laughs> company. That's why they had that yeah. speaker outside. I was like, where is he at that there's like a speaker on a <laughs> tripod? I had no idea what was happening. I can That's- just imagine like all of these assistants like running up and putting those Trump signs on that garage door being like, uh-huh. it has to look official. Oh my God. <sighs> so good. So that's bringing me a lot of joy <laughs> and celebration. <laughs> But like, like I, you know, I was celebrating like the failure of this person that I hate and that has done so much harm. And also I was celebrating the fact that like, like either way we were still going to have to fight, but now we're living in a world where that fight is possible and, and less dangerous for a lot of people. Um, So like celebration in and of itself contains Mm -hmm. multitudes. So I think like to assume what people are celebrating is also... Also, oh god, today today what is particularly on my mind is I'm seeing quite a few like self-described leftist white cis straight mostly men posting these really like n- negative and you know negativity I think does have its place in conversations like this but like really really fucking shitty posts about like you know all of the bad things and none of the positive of what came out of yesterday and and like I get that pointing that shit out is important. I have very little time for like people who exist in so many spheres of privilege choosing that as their mode of Mm. communicating and fighting 
and and like like my question I guess is what is helpful about that like I don't see anything that's helpful about someone who exists in so many realms of privilege not using their privilege to actually help but just to point out shitty stuff like everything that I've seen that kind of I'm describing like doesn't feel like it was it was actionable in any way just feels like it was someone who like wanted the chance to like either prove how how you know quote unquote woke they were or to like continue shitting on a thing that actually a lot of folks of color like already know that this is problematic but I'm still going to celebrate it because my life is slightly less in danger now and that's not a reality you have had oh. to cope with um so that's that's something that's on my mind too it's just like how do we do this in a way that's actually how do we hold each other accountable in a way that's actually actionable and actually helpful as opposed to posturing and about us? Well, like like the whole first episode that we did of Why This, Why Now? Mm-hmm. Like people should be asking themselves that more about posting things on social media. Like, is this does this need to be said and does it need to be said by me right now? Because mm-hmm. the last thing we need right now is performative allyship. Yeah. I do need. I do not need to know how woke nope. you are. I need to know that you're doing things yeah. about it. Well, what's on my mind is those. Um, is how fly. What's her face? Is how fly uh, Kamala looked last night in that uh, all white. Yeah. That all white cream outfit coming out. What I'm here for. What's going on in my mind are those fireworks. That that fireworks show with names written and. Uh, how much y'all think that cost? For the fireworks or the outfit. Uh, fireworks. <laughs> I don't know what fireworks cost. $6,000. $6, you think that's it? No, okay, maybe more. Yeah, it's probably maybe more. Because I think there are drones. <laughs> well, those, yeah, those like lights with their names. I was like, I don't yeah, know what those, those are, are but those are expensive. And the fireworks themselves, yeah. I was like, shit. Is that paper by the campaign or by us? <laughs> Did y'all see SNL uh, last night? Yes. No. Colin well, Jones. I saw the open. No, I didn't see that part. I fell asleep. Colin gave this thing. He was like, do you know how, oh God, I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to butcher it. But basically he's like, do you know like how bad it has to be that like Paris rang its bell in honor of you <laughs> losing? He was like, they didn't even do that for the hunchback when he died. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my God. He's like, Paris rang its bell that you lost. Like, what is that saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, man. So good. So good. Chicago is out here like we just won another 90s Bulls championship. Like, I swear. That is one thing that I miss about. I was really missing Chicago yesterday. Mm. This is Asia speaking from LA. And I went out into my front yard to yell with people, and there was no one. So I just yelled by myself. And then Josh danced in the middle of the street. And then I would see videos of Chicago just lit, like, in the streets, partying, celebrating, so many masks on so many faces, but people just, like, celebrating. I missed Chicago yesterday, for sure. I guess, like, I'm excited. I'm just, like, what's on my mind is just, I would love to open up to you all. Um, what does this mean for your future? Ooh. Ugh. So I told Asia this, because um, this is Dana speaking from Chicago. Uh, Asia and I was actually talking about the night that he won. <clears throat> By he, I mean Voldemort. Um, the night that he won, we were in tech in a play together. Yeah. And I went downstairs and I 
fully freaked out. I think I threw something. I started to cry. But it did lead to Asia and I starting with the people. And what I'm looking forward to, besides all of the other freedoms and um, things that can be restored, helping our planet, um, maybe starting to truly tackle systemic racism, um, personally, my, me and for us, I feel like instead of being, I think I said instead of being naked and climbing Mount Everest with Trump as a president, mm-hmm. we actually have like mountain climbing supplies and we're not climbing Everest. We don't know what we're climbing yet, but like it's some sort of, maybe, maybe it's just a hill. <laughs> I don't know, but like I'm looking forward to what we are able to accomplish as a group between the four of us and then just in general as a population. What about you, Tina? Um, what does this mean for my future? I feel like it's easy to fight when you have a common enemy. It's easy to band together when you have like a figurehead that like it's easy to be against. Which, I mean, you know, given the fucking results of the election, it's not even clear that it was easy to be against Trump because so many fucking assholes voted for him. But I feel like it's going to get the like the movements that we're invested in, you know, or I'll speak for myself, like the movements that I'm invested in, which are, you know, like, for example, police and prison abolition, um, you know, indigenous sovereignty, like like movements that I think are really important to actually making this country a habitable and like healthy place for all people to live are going to run into a lot of resistance from people who had been our allies in the fight against Trump. Um, So I'm like, I'm a little, I'm nervous because I feel like it's going to be harder for these movements to, to fight an enemy that is not necessarily an enemy for a lot of people who we thought we had on our side. Um, But I'm trying to think of like some, you know, what what does that, I mean, what does this mean for my future? Like we have a fight at all, um, you know, and, and in, in the like most direct kind of way, like COVID, you know, we, we will have someone in power who actually takes it fucking seriously and listens to science. And like, that is, you know, the bar is (laughs) is so low. It's like in the earth's crust, but like. (laughs) (laughs) like that alone is huge for my future for the future of like people we know for the future of organizing you know dana was texting earlier about like you know like i would love to go down to georgia right now but like this pandemic you know so at its very core i think like getting that under control is a huge way that my future will improve and that the future of hopefully this country will improve um so that we can continue doing the work in a way that we understand and that is is safe um yeah. What about you, Asia? Um, I don't really think much is going to change in terms of what I'm doing and what I'm working towards. I think it's the same. It's just a, a, a big block is being removed in a way. I mean, I think things are going to be worse before they get better and not just in policy. I mean, I think in just what Trump has stoked in our country, but I think I don't really know that much changes for me specifically in the work continues. There's just like a layer that's been removed. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lionel? I think I get to have a feature and I don't even mean to say that in a dramatic way. I think that I don't have to 
worry that if I marry a man that it's going to be revoked in two years yeah. or they will be made an un, it will be made void. Um, I don't have to think that my present, yo, there are certain lines, there are certain, there's certain lines of human decency that just can't be crossed. Like basic human morality cannot be on the table. We can disagree about a bunch of different shit, but we cannot disagree on basic human morality. And having a future means that there's somebody in power who gives voice to both sides of that. There's somebody in power who does not advocate for the oppression of certain groups or doesn't advocate for certain groups to create and inflict hate. And so I think that the future is possible because now there's someone at the helm, no matter who's sparked, who's ignited, who's underneath that are going to be pissed. Because I think people are going to be pissed, kind of like you were sharing a story about an incident, Asia, somebody close to you that had, um, you know, a property of theirs taken and the systemicness of our, the systemic process of, of how somebody has to steal and what actually the, the birthplace of stealing comes from, you know, I think when you don't have enough people fighting for you and you feel alone, you just kind of do things out of a grapple of survival. So it feels like future has a chance to actually exist. People can bring things to the table more so than was thought possible 365 days ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that, um, that video that was circulating. And for those of you who haven't seen this yet, it was by Kimberly Latrice Jones and she is an activist in Atlanta um, but it was, it came out right after, um, the, the movement happened, essentially the Black Lives Matter protest started to happen. And she said something along the lines of, as long as we are asking about the what, we're not asking about the why. And that question has stuck with me. And it, it, if I feel like that applies to what you were talking about right now. Yeah. Also, just a quick interjection. There are <laughs> these women. Oh my god, I did it! I love. I hope that you do that every, every episode. Try and abbreviate word. <laughs> a quick interjection, which is not to be confused with interesting. <laughs> Jackson, ting ting. Yo, all these black women better come through in Georgia. Like, oh my god, literally Tamika Mallory, Stacey Abrams. Again, these black women, um, oh my God, Keisha Lance Bottoms. These like dope women, by the way, that are just stepping up in ways like- Incredible. You know, Tina, I totally hear what you were saying earlier where you were like, these like leftist, cis, heterosexual, white dudes, right? <laughs> Having room and time to bitch about privilege. But like on the opposite side, like there are people who have been shat on and shat on and instead of wasting the time to make a fucking meme or a fucking woe is me they're like let me go to fucking work and these women are putting in work oh my god and i am so here for it and if like i it's like i almost don't even have time to pay attention to dusty ass people who just want to bitch and complain <laughs> because people who have had it worse than them are stepping up in major ways and i'm so inspired Changing I'm just inspired. the fabric of their communities. Mm-hmm.
ripple Wait, effect. I'm nodding so much that my neck. Just fucking preach. Like Stacey Abrams, who basically got the election stolen from her, has ne- has been doing the groundwork. And I know a lot of people are like, it wasn't just her. And of course we know it's it definitely is not just her. But she is leading a wave. She's in her own community as long as uh, as well as um, a lot of these folks on there are leading their way. Like, and it's incredible. It's so inspiring to watch. So inspiring that we all should help Georgia <laughs> in the next two months. If you turn 18 by January 5th, you can vote. Ooh, let's put it on the page. We'll put it on the page. Oh, yeah. It's it's on there already. Yes. It's uh, it's going to be in our link tree on our Instagram. Um, yeah. A bunch of links for, for helping out Georgia in the Senate yeah. runoff races will be there for you. Yes. Also, I got really excited because Vote Forward is re-upping. If you don't know what Vote Forward is, you write letters to voters. And uh, we did some here for different states for the presidential election, but people are, they're reorganizing for Georgia senator elections. So if anyone has time, they're really simple to write uh, Vote Forward. We can send letters to voters in Georgia to encourage them to use their voice. And just in case anyone um, is, uh, you know, doesn't have this information, where um, both Senate seats for Georgia, um, for the the U.S. Senate, are currently in going into runoff elections January fifth. Um, so we're we're trying to get people to vote for the two Democratic candidates, who are John Ossoff and uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Um, so just so everybody has all the info, uh, because this really could be what tips the Senate. Um, and and makes the difference between a Democratic Senate and a Republican Senate. Um, and I really would love to see Mitch McConnell just taken down, you know, so hard as many notches as humanly possible. I mean, he's got to go, especially if it's someone as fine as John. O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name even sounds sexy. Like his name sounds. <laughs> oh what? Oh sorry. So good. Oh, uh, man. Speaking of getting out, do we think he's going to leave office when it's time to go? Uh, CNN commented about Melania being one of the people that's like, dude, chill. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, get out. I'm ready to get out. Oh, my God. I read somewhere that that if he like if he resists and the Biden campaign has to drag him out, that they should pay per view it, and then the national debt will be gone. <laughs> ah, that's good. I don't that's know. Good. I have no idea if he's gonna go. I don't know if he'll. I don't know. Yeah. I... <laughs> it's scary. It's, like, it's scary, but it's it's like I was listening to something today on um, MSNBC and. They were talking and they were interviewing this guy, General Neil uh, Katyal, and he said something so dope. He was like, the whole thing with law is that it's not political. We set the rules in advance and then apply them evenly. And that that was his quote. But then he went on to talk about how going to the Supreme Court is your last option. It's not the option you lead with. And that the idea is the Supreme Court is there to serve as law, not as to be like, it's my Supreme Court. It is like we are – there's a bunch of conservatives, so it's ours. No, no, no. It's like the Supreme Court is the Supreme Court. As no, It's not a democratic thing. It's not a conservative thing. But like he has made it that. So the idea of him like 
being like, well, they're going to vote me in. They're going to they're going to vote against these things. I'm like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Like these. Am I being like too hopeful that like I just feel like the Supreme Court isn't going to be like, you're right. We won't count votes. It just seems stupid. I think it would be it would be dumb of them and it would be really hard for them to justify it using law. I think like, yeah, I mean, you know, the Supreme Court as a thing, it's flawed in so many ways. But I think like it is beholden to the law. And as law exists right now, there is no precedent for allowing someone who lost the popular and electoral vote to remain in like legally. I mean, you know, this administration has pulled all kinds of bullshit, but like I feel like it would be really, really hard for them to justify that. Um, but also, I mean, I would love to see him concede and just get the fuck out like an adult, but I, uh, the petty vindictive part of me, which is, as you all know, a large part of me, um, I would love to see that man get dragged out of that building, kicking and screaming and just thrown to the curb. I would love to see that. Fresh Prince yeah, style. I hope he never feels comfort ever, ever again in his life. Yeah, they keep throwing out each case each time they try. And, <laughs> um, yeah, all the states with with zero proof. They're like, nah. they found fifty. <laughs> they found fifty three votes when they did their recount. They're like, oh, we were off fifty three. <laughs> what well, if I'm the person using a napkin and tallying with a sharpie these votes, and I'm fifty three off? I'm so annoyed. I had to do this again. I'm. Everyone is tired, y'all. Everyone's so tired. Do you think Steve um, Bernanke is just sleeping for like a week? <laughs> oh, did you see that? There is a, a meme, and we can post this in our story wrap wrap up. But he's his tor like his clothes are torn, and his like hair is like disheveled. And it's like, let's see how Bernanke's doing. <laughs> oh God, I don't have faith that he'll go quietly. Yeah, at all, and I am concerned that the Republican, the Republicans that are sticking with him are gonna fight like hell. It just makes me really sad and discouraged, but I feel confident that like they can't, they don't have anything. I feel like what they have, which is what is scary, which is what he's been doing, is they know how to instill uh, doubt. Yes. Like they just know, like kind of like the movie, right? Like the movie Doubt. All they had to do was create doubt. And then the minute that there's room for doubt, you're like, you start to question, which is similar to in the, in biblical terms, what Satan does or what the devil does. Um, you just start questioning your curiosity allows you to like maneuver and manipulate the situation. You're like, well, what if that is true? So it's scary to have a candidate or a person whose main morals or their main thing that they do is just give out doubt. And it's easy, and of course, it could be like I, I don't like that dude. I hate him. I hate him. But like that kind of avalanche just mm. keeps feeding and feeding and feeding into like newer generations. So it's actually like more. I'm more curious, or like my brain spins on like to what is the lasting effect of him just creating a seed of doubt in in groups. Well, that piggybacking on that a bit. Uh, is I was reading, I don't even remember what article I was reading when I first woke up, uh, CNN, New York Times, one of those. Um, but it was talking about how uh, 
Trump and those aligned with Trump have been like, you need to be ready to get into the streets. And like the idea that they're creating a community in which they can say at the drop of a hat, get in the streets, go protest now. The mind control of that is so terrifying. Ooh. It's like what Dana said last time when she was like, it's a cult following. Yeah. Like that's like, that's weird. That's weird. Like it's now a cult following. It's like wearing Lululemon. I mean, if anybody told me to just go out in the street and with a flag and a hat and not ask any questions, I'd be like, yeah, what? with no facts <laughs> or information to back it up, like, like just like saying, go do this. Trust me. I'm right. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's what it is on that. And the, the, the issue of doubt, someone I know who I will not name was reading, uh, just following. They follow a few like conspiracy QAnon people, whatever, and f- stumbled onto this doc that said, like, here are all the names of people that are dead that voted. And they were looking at dates of birth, and some of them were like, oh, 101, 1800. And they got very confused, and they were like, wait, are they right? Like, is there voter fraud? And then they, there was something you could click about that was like specific to explaining dates and on the drop down menu it said if it if the if someone goes into witness protection then they set the birthday sometimes at 0101 1800 so that people can't find them so like even using (laughs) the information that they're putting out there that people who are uh opposed to a biden harris win that they're putting out there to try to set traps for people to who are who have doubt to join the dark side is like they're not even showing all the facts you have to dig for the facts yourself within the resources that the far right are putting out there also that conspiracy theory is literally a plot of a simpsons episode (laughs) so is covid19 well just the idea that like that's how they would do voter fraud like you don't think that people would you don't like, you don't think the Democrats would be like, oh, the Republicans are probably going to say that it's voter fraud and try to investigate us. We should probably be sneakier than that. Like, yeah. you don't think that they would have, like, if they were going to commit voter fraud, don't you think it would be a little bit more smart than that? I don't also, know. Also, don't you think we would have voted Mitch McConnell out? Don't you? Yeah, think wouldn't we, we have gotten rid you know, of them and so Graham? Lindsey Graham is out of there. Let's cheat, but not get the Senate. <laughs> But not cheat totally. Yeah. Just, just cheat. Yeah. The Democrats bit. would, though. The Democrats would. They would. They would be like, we're just going to do like a little bit. We don't want to get too 53 many votes. <laughs> and let's have a runoff in the Senate yeah. and make things really, yes. really yeah. interesting for people. So, yeah, our action item is Georgia. Just follow. We've got a bunch of links in our link tree. Um, do all you can to, to try and help those Democratic candidates in the Senate. Y'all, we're so close. We're so close. Uh, well, thank y'all all for tuning in today. This is your favorite group of four friends where we like to keep it fun, fresh, and always unfiltered. Until next time. Fact check. Fact check. <laughs> fact check. Um, I can't remember. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Sorry, Sanford and Sons. We stole your intro. Credit where it deserves. Sanford and Sons. Sorry.